Welcome to episode 89 of the Pack Life Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Carter, along with my family. Simon, we got my brother, Mr. Cut Carter. What the? And last but not least, we got my, my cousin, Mr. Demont. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. What's up, man? How what's you up, what's up? Gentlemen, how you guys doing, man? Y'all well? Y'all well? I'm great. Feeling good, living better? Feeling good, living better? Heard you, heard you, heard you. Uh, before we start, I'd like to say two years, man. Two years doing a podcast. Anniversary January 27th. Yes, sir. Uh, since it's you know, been a ride, been an incredible journey. Proud of how we all came. I went back and looked at some of the old videos. I was a little pup back then. I was a little pup. Now, I'm like the big, the bigger dog, you feel me? Cut Carter, you was here since the beginning, bud. How you, how you feeling, man? Two years doing this thing. Time flies by, man. Proud of you. I'm just happy to be a part of it. You dig? You dig? Appreciate it. Demar, usually it'll be B here, but B, every time we went to Zoom, he ain't been active. But how you been feeling? You been having you took this place. You took this place. How you feeling, man? I mean, I feel like I've brought a, a better analysis to the show anyway, but it's been great seeing the show come and, you know, hopefully get back to live shows soon or whatnot. Uh, for sure, for sure. We didn't, we didn't do a live show in a minute. We didn't do a live show in a minute. On the, on the, on the show coming up, wink, wink. Uh, uh, before we start, um, January 26th, man, it was a sad day as the anniversary of the death of Kobe Bryant, uh, Gianna Bryant, and the seven others who died in that helicopter crash, Cut Carter. Mm-hmm. So I want to say uh, one year anniversary, the loss is still prevalent and, you know, Rest in peace, man. Prayers to their families. Continue to get healing and continue to get blessed. Yes, sir. Still crazy. I'm sure everybody. It is crazy. Very sad. Yeah. Very sad still. Very sad. But, but it was good to see all the highlights and, you know, uh, there's a bunch of Kobe fans out there. So I think Kobe has one of the strongest athlete legacies of all time. You see me, I was I was rocking my shirt and my Kobe hat. Shout out, Lord. Boo-boo. <laughs> see the hat? You see the Kobe? Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys ready to discuss some football games? I am. Let's do conference, it. I got you. Conf- NFL Conference Championship, Conference Sunday. We start with the, the, the game that kicked it off, the battle of two goats, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. As the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Green Bay and defeat the Packers 31-26, Brady was stellar enough, huh? Two goals? Sorry, keep going. <laughs> Brady in the first half was spectacular. Three tutties, one to Scotty Miller before the half, just cycle time at its best. But the second half, Brady diminished in his quality of play, but that defense, Sean Murphy, Button, Burton, Butling, ooh, probably like I missed his name up. Carlton Davis, Todd Bowles dialing up pressure with Shaq Barrett, JPP, Devin White, them boys ball, and made Green Bay go home. So, DeMond. Got a lot to say on social media and our pack check, bud, but recap the game for us and tell us why Rodgers should not be getting all these excuses made. So I just want to give a salute to Tampa and their offense based off the first half they had. Came out in Lambeau, fans back in the stadium. Came out and have a wonderful first drive. Uh, Tom Brady was three for three on third down. Had the third down touchdown to Mike Evans as well as had a 25-yard uh throw and catch early on that drive. So they came out firing. And then um, they just were able to continue to make big plays in the first half. You think about the 50-yard bomb to Godwin 
And then, of course, there's the play with Scotty Miller right before half, 11 seconds. And I just love to see that aggressiveness type style because I felt like that's what hindered them, of course, last year in New England, not having those weapons. And Brady wasn't able to be his best. We saw him at his best in the first half. As far as the second half, they can't afford to perform like that in in the Super Bowl, three turnovers against Mahomes and them, they will capitalize. That defense will live off those turnovers. And um, at the end of the day, I just felt it came down to the Packers not making enough plays. Um, of course, they had a first rough first half on defense, but at the end of the day, they got three chances in the second half, three interceptions to go ahead and, you know, make the game theirs, and they didn't. Uh, and everyone wants to blame Matt LaFer for taking the field goal at the end of the game and saying, oh, we're going to need a touchdown anyways. No, I'm sorry. I can't. Those endless third downs where Aaron Rodgers was not as his best in the red zone. Him and Devontae Adams are usually on the same page. You know how I feel about Devontae Adams as the best receiver in football. But it just wasn't there, their connection. They, they ended up scoring later, but um, one for seven in the red zone. I mean, come on, man. We're throwing Adams. You got to be better. Um, but hats off to that Bucks defense, man. They 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 frustrated Rodgers, and it's for the MVP. It was more frustrating for him than I've seen him all year. So it was just a big step in the right direction for that defense. But for the Packers, I mean, can't keep making excuses, man. Can't keep making excuses. Aaron Rodgers is now one in five in NFC Championship games. There was all this buzz coming into town about how he was going to perform against Brady. He had never played a game, uh, NFC Championship in Lambeau, yada, yada, yada. They didn't come through. Hold him accountable. He comes out in the presser, and he's throwing his coach under the bus, and then he's saying, oh, I'm not really sure. I'm, he's not even looking at the camera. I'm not really sure what's, what's going to happen. A lot of guys are future here uncertain. I get they drafted a quarterback, but you dedicated your whole season to making sure that you guys were in for a championship. And then as soon as that's over, oh, well. Uh, I'm not really sure. No, you're sure. You know, you want to be in Green Bay. And my approach would be to add another defensive piece that propels them to making an extra play or two against the Tom Brady, against the Russell Wilson, against the maybe coming to town, coming to conference Deshaun Watson. I don't know. But this is the NFC. You got to continue to get better at playmakers. We've seen Jari is one of the best, uh, Jair, excuse me, is one of the best corners in the league already. Uh, still have Kenny Clark, Zadarius Smith. I just feel like they're a piece away on defense, and they'll be right back in the thick of the things contesting for their third straight NFC championship game. Kirk Carter, before we talk about uh, Rodgers after the game and a potential trade perhaps, uh, what was your takeaways from this game? You saw you saw playoff Lenny go stupid. Playoff Lenny. Takeaways from the game, um, the defense is playing at a great level, so that's a major, you know, a big look, a good look for Tybos. I did pick against the Bucks, but I wasn't, Surprise after the, the three turnovers and no scoring, no scores. You can't do that. When the Bucks beat the Saints, they got turnovers and they scored. That's kind of what the point of getting the turnover is. Um, I feel like the Packers got a little laxed in their approach. Uh, it was like they weren't, they weren't, it was like they was forcing throws. I feel like I know Aaron Jones, you know, the, the, the Bucks front four was looking good with Vita Vail back, but I feel like they should have tried to run the ball more it was like they was leaving it in Rodgers hand which I hands which I, I get because that's your you know your best player but Devontae Adams was in the red zone targeted three times on one drive and didn't get one didn't get a single catch it's like 
sometimes you got to switch it up and go against the grain. Uh, and I think they was being too, they were sticking to their guns a little too much. Uh, Brady really didn't play great to me in the second half. The first half, he looked good. The second half, he looked terrible. And also in the first half, I feel like they just had one goal in mind, and that was to target Kevin King. And it wasn't a bad strategy. And I, I think Kevin King don't deserve all the blame. I think some of that play calling on defense is bad as well because six seconds left in the half, and you're you're pressing. Why? You and then you're pressing the fastest person on the team. Like Scotty Miller might be the fastest person on the Bucks team, and you're pressing them. So um, it was just questionable and bad decisions. And that's the same thing that Greg Williams got fired from the Jets from when they lost their uh, game they should have won earlier in the season. So uh, hats off to the Bucks, but you know you know how I feel about them. So I don't want to get too personal. <laughs> I said coming into the postseason, and I said it when they played uh, the Saints last week, I said if they can get the run game going, they're a hard team to beat. And with Leonard Fournette, He's been a, a bell cow in this postseason, similar to this in 2017 was with the Jaguars. He's just been going just stupid every chance he get. It was remnants of LSU Leonard when he did that spin move and carried it and carried them boys and got into the end zone. So playoff Lenny is real. I don't know what Jacksonville thought was going on. Maybe they didn't want to pay him. Maybe they thought they saw something in James Robinson, but Leonard Fournette is that deal. And also, like I said, that defense, man, like Cut said, just stellar off all the way. You, you franchise tag Shaq Barrett because you know he's an elite pass rusher. You got a great secondary. Albeit they do get, get away a little holding penalties and whatnot, but at the end of the day, it's football. They don't call it, don't call it, whatever. And they did it without their rookie from Minnesota, uh, uh, Winfield, Isaiah Winfield, uh, Antonio Winfield, right? Antoine. Antoine Winfield, right? Junior. And if I, uh, yeah, Junior, so. Hats off to them going into Green Bay, hostile territory, and Brady, man. Just LeBron-ness. People said LeBron could have won in the West. What LeBron do? Go to the finals and win in the West. People said NFC hard in the AFC, man. Brady was like, you know what? First season, something slight. Go to Super Bowl. Well, when I, I'm not going to get my prediction. I'm going to wait till next week for my prediction. Give, us, give it a week off for the marinade through my system. But before we get off of this game, there was rumors like DeMond alluded to that Roger was saying he don't know if he's uncertain about his future. We know they drafted Jordan Love. He has three years left on his deal, but really almost it's really almost one more year of extra security because next season they, there's a chance they can trade him and get value back. What should you do if you're Green Bay? DeMond said they need to go out and get a um, defensive player, but this, they, their defense was top receiver, 10. Their defense was top 10. Like, what, I'm like, I still feel like, what? I'm sure Rodgers likes uh, MVS and e Equanimous St. Brown and and um, Lazard and Tanyan. Uh, Lazard. And I mean, Tanyan's solidified. Tanyan's going to be their tight end probably for the next five years. He's he's probably going to be locked in soon. Tell me, but, how, tell me how they can get over this conference championship, uh, this this wall. First San Fran, now Tampa Bay. It's like they always hit this wall. You want to know why? Because you said, you said because of San Fran and Tampa Bay, you're naming the two best divisions in the NFC. And the, that seems like the two that's going to keep representing every year. It's going to always be them two. Somebody from either two, apparently. Hmm. And you know, and I mean, and at this point, <laughs> our team, the two next in line. <laughs> so it's one of us. It's one of our, our turn. <laughs> I would say I think people very much underestimated the value of Tom Brady and what he brings to a team and his experience, especially um, just what he does on third down and what he's able to do late in football games, late in first half situations. I mean, in both of these situations, Tampa, 
against the Saints and against the Packers, were able to get a takeaway before a half and put points on the board against the Saints, the field goal, and, of course, against the Packers, the big uh, Scotty Miller touchdown. And if it wasn't for uh, Godwin having to reach out, that could have been a touchdown versus the Saints. Stuff like that is valuable, very valuable in playoff games. And Tom Brady has brought that to the Patriots. Um, just seeing for the Packers, I mean, uh, of course, they them losing the NFC Championship, they could use the old Falcons excuse, we lost to who went to the Super Bowl. But to me, it's just they haven't really – they really matched up well with the Packers, uh, uh, with the Bucks. excuse me. I just feel like uh, they didn't make enough plays down the stretch. With the 49ers, I just felt like that was – not a good matchup. So for uh, for me next year, I'm going to give the Packers a chance if they play in at Lambeau, no matter who they're up against. But um, eh, they they have, to, like I said, they have to get another defensive piece, just somebody, a big name who's going to come in and make a play when you need a play made. Um, there was there was some chatter a few years back about them on the phone about acquiring Khalil Mack and then not wanting to come off something and the Bears were able to do it, and now you have to play that guy twice a year. I just think stuff like that is very telling. We look at Green Bay as a team who's never really made a big free agency splash either. So they're going to have to go a little bit out their comfort zone. And, I mean, if I'm Rodgers, that's the biggest thing I'm looking for. What are we doing to try to get over the hump? Are we going to go out and get Will Fuller, who guys say we should have traded for, or Chris Gowan, Galladay from the Lions? A lot of guys in a loaded free agency class, will we go out and get one of those? Will we draft another quarterback in the first round or another you running think back? Retain Aaron Jones. I definitely think they should retain Aaron Jones. I think oh, they're, no, they got Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon. Aaron Jones to me. I don't think you let best. him walk. Yeah, to me, he's one of the best backs in the league. You're talking about big playability. You're talking about receiving ability. You're just talking about somebody who Rogers trusts already. It's gonna be a lot to have to, you know, go to Jamal Williams. I I, I like Jamal Williams. I like that. Uh, he comes in, breaks tackles, gets a good 10-yard run. I like that. But I don't I don't see him being the the difference maker that Aaron Jones is. But I do like Dylan. Um, if they were to go in that – I'm the type of person I don't like a committee approach and don't go away with, from what's working. So I think Aaron Jones is a true number one, and I would like to see him remain in Green Bay. So we're not giving any energy to Rodgers' trade rumors this offseason? No, he's under contract <laughs> for three more years. I, don't, I just – I don't have any. He I sat think, I think the NFL turned into the NBA because Deshaun Watson on the contract and he's still requesting a trade. Well, Deshaun Watson didn't win the Super Bowl with Green Bay and doesn't – I just don't see that. And my yeah, biggest I, thing – I see that situation differently, Cut. Right. It's just, it's just, to me, I look at Aaron Rodgers and his situation is very telling here between the type of player he is and the type of player Brett Favre was. And I'm not the biggest Brett Favre fan in the world, but they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre already knew what it was and continued to play his game. That's where Aaron Rodgers has to be. And then if when your three years are up and you still, because it's gonna, it's gonna come to that point where they feel like, hey, all right, it's Jordan's time. That's when Aaron leaves. But there's no situation better for him right now. I'm sorry. I mean, you have the best receiver in football, a Pro Bowl running back, arguably the best line and left tackle in football, a great coach. And some who may argue that the guy has won 13 games in his first two years each, been to the NFC Championship in his first two years each, won the division each year. I mean, no excuses, A-Rod. You're the MVP. Come out, be the reigning MVP, and get over the hump. 
Well said. Um, as we move on to the next matchup on the Conference Championship Sunday, as the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champions, defeated the Buffalo Bills 38-24 in a game that wasn't really a game, man. Kansas City, after giving up a 9-0 run, they spot them nine points after Miko Harmon, punt return fumble, 21 unanswered in the first half. Just a complete annihilation. This is the switch I've been referring to with the Kansas City Chiefs. I said prior when they played the Browns last week, I said I didn't think they had – I don't think they could have the switch where they can just – we're just better than you. I haven't seen it with the Texans last season, with the Titans last season. But they showed me this week that when you, when you try to down Mahomes, saying that Josh Allen is better than Mahomes, mm. he just – they just say, you know what, let's lock in. And that defense, I can't, I can't say this enough. Very underrated. They get after you. Chris Jones is the second best defensive tackle in football, only behind Aaron Donald. Tyron Matthew, the leader of that secondary. They're in their best safety now. Just... Is, he the best, is he the best safety now? I'm giving Earl best safety. Yep. I mean, Tyron, excuse me. <laughs> oh, I say, I was like, dang, he's not in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and not to mention that their corners, uh, Tredarius Ward, uh, Legarius Sneed, they're just the way they were playing coverage on the Bills receivers. They were, just, they were just so tight, allowing nothing. So, got to give credit to Steve Spagnuolo and that team and the way they've been balling. Uh, Dare, I start with you. What was your biggest takeaway from this recap? I mean, uh, dirty. I'm tired. I've been trying to tell y'all boys about dirty. One, I've been trying. I've been trying to tell people about dirty, but I'm glad he's still getting his shine two weeks straight. Everybody get to see it a little bit. Clyde back, so you know what that means. He's gonna get his too. Um, Mahomes is just. I mean, it's like clear cut. He the best quarterback. <laughs> I mean, no matter what he go, what goes on the regular season, what stats he not getting or whatever, the hype not around him. Uh, the hype fell off per se. Uh, I kind of knew they still had it in them. Travis Kelsey, the best tight end. Tyreek Hill is a top five receiver, in my opinion. Um, what's not? Where would they miss a beat at? And then, like you said, Tyran, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. They they just know how to win together. So obviously, I guess I'm telling y'all my Super Bowl pick right now based on how I'm talking about them. But <laughs> I it's just I expect I didn't think the Bills would win, and I honestly I didn't think they'd get blown out, which they did, and they lost by 14. But that game showed you that they don't they can't mess with them, and the uh, and the Chiefs it proved that they could beat you differently than they did the first time. Into mine before I give it to you, Josh Allen, your boy, your your guy. Tell me what's wrong with the Bills, man. What happened? I mean, I expected the Bills to show a little bit more offensively. You think about the reports, and you know, you always hear it. You heard it with the Saints and everything like that. Uh, this guy's fighting through injuries. Cole e- Cole Beasley, All Pro receiver, somehow played through a broken leg. I get all that. But at the end of the day, this is Josh Allen, all-pro quarterback we're talking about. I expected him to play better. And he looked very similar to Josh Allen before he took his steps. And um, to me, it's going to be very telling if he can come back next year and get over that hump, continue his high level of play, and get back and contend against this team. But for me, I mean, it just shows you how big the gap is between the Chiefs and everyone else. The Chiefs are the only team where I've seen they've been able to win a football game in all types of ways this this year. In addition to that, um, 
I mean, how you want it. We can give you 200 rushing yards with our any running back we want. Still haven't seen Le'Veon Bell pop up and be what he we know he can be in the league. You have Clyde, you have Dirty. Um, you're missing Damian Williams, who's a Super Bowl hero last year. You have Patrick Mahomes, who's about to receive the torch from Tom Brady. Tyreek Hill who and Travis Kelsey. I mean, you don't even label them as their position. You just call them weapons because that's what they are. So, I mean, this this is a walking juggernaut. We're watching the next dynasty, and I mean, let's not be surprised. We all knew this. This is similar to what Golden State was, and we knew they were coming out. And I know it's football, and it's totally different. But we were talking about the Steelers and the Chiefs, and then we talked about the Bills, and the Bills are playing football as good as anyone, and have won eleven straight, I believe, or something along those lines. They were just dominating folks. The Chiefs came in and dismantled them. So, got to give them their credit. And, you know, I'm riding with the Chiefs for the Super Bowl as well. But we'll talk about our Super Bowl picks in a minute. Um, what's next for the Bills? How can they get over this massive hump that is the Kansas City Chiefs? Like, what piece do they need to add? Is it the growth of Josh Allen's game? Uh, another defensive piece? Like, what Like what does, what does the team need? Cut Carter, go. I think they need another corner. Um, I like the way Ter- Teron Johnson came on. And I like the way Levi Wallace played and Trey White, but another one won't hurt, or just the DB in general. Poyer and Michael Hyde are good, but it's like they need, like, that flex, that impact guy, that that Tyran or that um, Chanty guy, like, in the slot, kind of. It's like that will help them a lot. Um, linebacking core is pretty solid. D-line is pretty solid. Another, another pass rusher wouldn't hurt, a defensive end. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to think. I think they defensive need a end wouldn't be bad either. A defensive end and then, like, a, a, like a flex type of a DB. Um, those are the biggest two needs. The offense don't seem bad to me. Wait, 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 Dawson, wait, wait. I think Dawson Knox could be a good tight end. He just got to get more. He can't be dropping. He dropped a lot of passes. If he stopped drops, because he's fast, he's big, he stopped drops, they'll be fine. I think, him. I, I think they definitely need a running back. They need a run yeah, game. I, I, well, I don't want to disrespect Singletary. And, uh, you can disrespect them. It's cool. <laughs> no, I don't think it's a disrespect word. It's Singletary. And what's the other one? Uh, Zach Moss. Zach Moss and Yeldon. Y'all didn't look that bad in that game. That was the first y'all time. Y'all didn't, didn't play like all season. They just used them this game specifically. So well, I think Yeldon comes in specifically in pass catching roles. So you know right. their approaches. But well, I, you know, about to, I didn't want to cut y'all, but but a team like that, if Najee Harris there first round, why not? Yeah. That'll be perfect because he could do everything. <laughs> yeah. But I, I know I know people don't like taking running backs early, but their pick won't be that good. It'll be bottom four pick in the draft, in the round, first round. So Najee Harris, because it won't be the elite pass rushers, probably won't be there by that point. So why not take the Najee Harris? Demond, what you think? What you think they should do before I go? I wouldn't hate to see them get another running back. Um, their wide receiver and core is loaded. Um, I, I just agree with Derek. In terms of a pass rusher, you do need that – transcendent pass rusher if you're going to be chasing after Mahomes. They just don't have it right now. Um, the in terms of answering your question, Bruiser, I don't think there's anything they can do to get over the hump. I mean, like, you can have all the best players in the world, and, I, I mean, the Chiefs are still going to contend. They have – I mean, like, what don't they have? So, at this point, I'm not sure you can get over the hump, but for the Bills, their definite need would be a pass rusher. Do y'all uh, do y'all think um, is Yannick Ngakwe resigned or is he a free agent now? 
I think Baltimore, I think he's on a, like, he's, I think Baltimore is going to try to resign him, but. Okay, I but if he, I'm saying somebody like that, or wouldn't he be a bad option? I mean, he not as what he was, but I mean, there's also a lot of turmoil in his career this year, like the, the constant. Yes, he's on. no longer, uh, uh, he's an unrestricted free agent this uh, summer. Yeah, somebody like that. I feel like, well, even if it's not him, I feel like they should sign a defensive end and they should actually, they don't need to get a draft one. They need to sign one. I think. Oh, Trey Hendrickson is available as well because we couldn't resign him. Something like that. That's not, it's like they have options. Trey Hendrickson was top five in sex this year. It might have been higher than that. Two or three. I think it was two. Yeah, it might have been third. Yeah. Yeah. So if we can't get him back, why not make a run at him? I think it's talent, like it's talent at that position that's gonna be available. Whereas the running back position is kind of like you could bring in somebody that's already in the league, like a Mike Davis from the Panthers, or you can Aaron Jones just talk about a running back. Right. I think this team is just need a because I, I agree with you with the pass rusher part and the running back part. I think I just a change in mentality with like to believe in the run game. And the in the conference championship game, Josh Allen was their leading rusher and leading um he was the leading rusher in yards and, and carrying most in touches. Singletary had six, Yoda had three, and Isaiah McKenzie had two. I think they just need a better mentality when it comes to running the ball and just like, even though even if it's not there, just attempt to stay consistent with it. I know you have all pro Diggs, all pro Cole Beasley, and the quarterback. I think was he second team all pro Josh Allen? Yep. yep. Yeah, you have all pro like all, all around, but it's the playoffs, man. It's all about getting getting gritty. You got to get dirty. You got to get your hands like in your mud. So I think just. This is a valuable experience for Sean McDermott. They kept their OC, Brian Dable, as well. So that's a huge boost for next season. I just think just having the mindset of running the ball just to give take the pressure off of Josh Allen will be huge next season. I agree. Yep. Uh, any news? We're not doing our Super Bowl predictions this week, but we'll do that next week. Um, any more conference championship news before I go over some NFL news real quick? NFL. All right. Um, Deshaun Watson has officially – requested a trade from the Houston Texans. Even after they hired their new head coach, new head coach name is David Culley. He was an assistant coach. He was the wide receiver coach, a pass game coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. And now Deshaun Watson has officially requested a trade. Why would, why would, he was the wide receiving coach and what else? And the passing game coordinator. He, he was, he was, a, assistant he was head also coach. the assistant head coach, yeah. Yeah, he, and oh. he's a black. And they saw the Texans did hire a black man, just not being He's black, yeah. yes, for sure he's black. Okay, but I don't that, well, I received a coach caught me off guard because I don't remember them having any good ones in the last two years. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that could be true, but I mean it, it might not be his fault, but in the last two years, I mean, or maybe he helped Willie Snead revive revitalize his career. So there okay. was a report that said him and Deshaun Watson met at last year's Pro Bowl when the Ravens were coaching that team and mm-hmm. they thought they hit it off, they thought that would be a good match, but Deshaun Watson just wants out, man. He's tired of oh, y'all gonna announce the coach today? Bet I'm gonna announce I want to leave today too. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it just became public today, so we talked and about I, it. The coach probably took that job with the mind, the thought of him being <laughs> being there. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so before uh, you said tomorrow, you should have paid attention to the headlines. <laughs> so we we talked about where would Deshaun Watson go? Did your uh, destinations change? Where would you like to see him? No, still the same for me. I, I would still like to see him in places, but I think in terms of who has enough to get him, you got to look at the Jets. 
Um, I'm not sure how true that story was of the leaked report that the Jets are number one, Dolphins number two. But it'd be very interesting on my side if the Jets were able to trade that first round pick in addition to their first round pick for Deshaun Watson. It'd just be very interesting. But I'm happy as long as he doesn't come to the NFC. Do what you must. <laughs> I felt that energy. I felt that. Uh, another quarterback that um, that is departing was Matthew Stafford, uh, 32 or 33 years old, um, UGA football legend. Go dogs. Woo woo. Um, he's now wants to um, depart now after the new new head coach Dan Campbell agreed that they should mutually part ways. Where would you guys like to see Matthew Stafford? Cut Carter, you can go first. The obvious choice in the clear cut walk in and still be able to go to the playoffs option will be the Colts. Um, it's just it's like literally like a match made in heaven. Oh, Philip, you retired. We're gonna bring in Stafford. Perfect. Um, the Saints keep getting mentioned because everybody feels like Drew Brees is done, and I feel like he should be done. Uh, but <laughs> talk about it. He still hasn't made an announcement, and the Saints probably don't want to pay Stafford's price tag because he's still on a big contract. Like he really, he recently he signed that contract like two years ago. It wasn't that long ago when he got this that bread. Um, plus the Saints are in salary cap hell. Let everybody else tell it. That's pocket watching. But every season, Mickey Loomis finds a way to get him under the cap. No, but I don't think I just don't I don't know if he's gonna be the answer to our problems. Even though the quarterback is the problem, I just don't know if Stafford's gonna answer that problem. Answer that, you know. Oh, he has know. an arm for sure, but he has an arm, but it's back. like that wasn't the only problem. Like, even though Drew didn't have an arm, the short stuff was good. So can he walk in and be on the timing and have the accuracy that we need and on the intermediate the screens, the all that? We don't know. Um, because that's not really his game, but then my third choice because I'm gonna do three. Um, like the Patriots keep getting mentioned, and it makes sense because it's the Patriots. But again, why would you leave Detroit to go be in New England for the same situation? Got you. Um, before I let you go, Demon, I just say mine. <clears throat> I agree. The coach is a fantastic situation for him to go. I don't feel there's bad blood between Stafford and their front office, so I think they will they will be willing to trade him in conference. And I could see the uh, Washington football team potentially trying to go after him. They have a great defense, a true number one receiver, a great coach, an emerging running game. And I just think Stafford just going in there, being stability that they thought Adam Smith was, he just come in there and just be a nice boost. Um, another team, uh, this is a long shot, but what if they decide let's do our first uh, next year first and staff for Deshaun Watson, you know, let's just let's try something. Maybe crazy. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but he, I don't think Houston will accept that. But Washington and Indy for sure are my two to my top two picks. Uh, DeMond would say you. I would definitely say my favorite spot for Matthew Stafford. And I'm totally unbiased when I say this because I would not like to play him twice a year. He's just a wild character wild guy always been a wild game (laughs) but I could see him with the 49ers um they're desperately in my opinion in need for a new quarterback and I just see Matthew Stafford as somebody who can come in and do nothing but add to what you already have uh Brandon Ayuk who we've seen can be an exciting player Debo Samuel George Kittle on it if not 
has an argument for best tight end, not really with me anymore, but we know what he can do. I was um, telling you a year ago. I was telling you a year ago. I would like to see. I would like to see um, Stafford and San Fran. I just believe outside of New Orleans, maybe that would be the best all-around situation for him to come in, gel with a coach. Um, the weapons are there, and the defense is there. So, um, the 49ers have a lot to build um, with Robert Sala leaving and him taking the, uh, I believe, their passing game coordinator, running backs coach, to be offensive coordinator in New York. Yep. But I think Stafford would be the best fit for the 49ers. It would be a great fit for both sides. Gotcha. And last but not least for our NFL news, which head coaching hiring was your favorite? The hand, the candidates that were hired were Robert Saylor, Saylor to the New York Jets, Nick Sirianni to the Philadelphia Eagles, Urban Meyer to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Brandon Staley to the Los Angeles Chargers, Arthur Smith to the Atlanta Falcons, David Cully to the Tex Houston Texans, and last but not least, Dan Campbell to the Detroit Lions. Which one were you the most excited for that can just will make a great football franchise great again? Um, I would say Urban Meyer. I mean, talk about excitement. You're talking about something college at least being brought up to the next level. It's going to have the first round pick it brings excitement draft day news I mean we all feel like Trevor is the consensus number one but you have those Ohio State ties you know he's going to talk to your boy day at Ohio State about you think I should take Justin I mean it's very interesting they have a lot to work with um, they already have some talent so to bring Urban Meyer there who we've seen win with talent before of course on the college level but I just think it's interesting the things Jacksonville will be able to do and if you can put them back in a position to contend um, they're very young uh, he signed on for more than a couple of years. So they have an opportunity to build this thing. And I think you get Urban Meyer under the right system with the right amount of talent, he'll be able to make some things move. So, Kirk Carter. My favorite hire is probably Robert Saylor. Um, I really didn't like any of the other ones that much. Nothing really excited me. The Falcons one made me think, okay, they're definitely sticking with what they have. They're not blowing it up. Um, I think – and they brought in your boy from uh, the Saints. Uh, I can't believe I forgot his name. Um, as the GM, I think he'll bring in a lot of uh, talent because he's he's part of the, what, what's what been going on in New Orleans the last couple of years with them bringing in Sanders. Terry Fontenay. Terry Fontenay. 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 I'm probably saying it wrong, so apologies. But he – was the reason they brought in so much. He was a part of the reason why they brought in so much new talent in the last couple of years because the Saints usually don't make big free agency splashes, but Emmanuel Sanders was one you can uh, attribute to. Um, I think he was a part of the Demario Davis bringing him in, Malcolm bringing Malcolm Jenkins back. So the Saints were more active with him as a, in a more important role. However, uh, I don't think – I don't know much about the coach, and I just don't see the Falcons having that type of – success like the Titans had as far as that offense, unless he's bringing in, um, you know, a new running back probably as well. And I will give him credit though, for how he turned um, the Titans into a better uh, passing team. Cause that's, that can't be overlooked. Everybody thinks Derrick Henry is all they have, but Tannehill actually had a career revival and AJ Brown and uh, Corey Davis started getting active and John Smith. But Robert Saylor coming from the Niners, that defense, um, the Jets already have decent pieces to build around and build on. 
And I think the Jets is the one organization in the league that's due for like a revival. Like it's been a minute. It's been since like the Mark Sanchez days that we've seen them be, um, you know, competitive. So maybe this defensive change and this um, this new culture change could be which gets them in the right direction. The Jags is a good choice too. I just don't know about Urban. I just, when I hear about college, coaches coming from college and to the NFL, I get a little worried. Heard you. Uh, I, my my, uh, my favorite head coach in Iowa was Brandon Staley, um, 38 years old, head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, he know the offense as well, so they went defensive-minded. And they also got Joe Lombardi from the New Orleans Saints to be their OC to get Justin Herbert and that offense going again. And he was a great D.C. last year with the Los Angeles Rams with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. He also, and people say it's the drop-off in talent. No, it's not. <laughs> All this team needs to do is just stay healthy. You have Derwin James, we have Joey Bosa, we have Casey Hare, we have Chris Harris. You have a great secondary, you have a, a lethal front four. Your linebacker core is shaky, but you did draft Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. I, this team can be scary, man, with next season, uh, with the upside of Justin Herbert after his impressive rookie season. It's all about their defense can stay healthy, man. They've been, they've been wrong by injuries for the past couple of seasons especially their all-pros uh, safety, Derwin James. But if this team can stay healthy, stay committed, and just finish out games, this team can be something special. And I think Brandon Philly is the, the right uh, man for the job. Young coach. You see the young coaches taking over the league. Uh, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay. So it's nice to see, and will be fun to watch, for sure. Is there any NFL news, man, for your Shippers in the NBA? Okay, Carter, any news? No, no, no. I got you. Okay. And we're going straight to you, Cut Carter, with NBA news. Lonzo Ball and J.J. Redick are on the block. What's going on in New Orleans, man? This is a blow-up. You're the, sec you're the second worst team in the West. No, no, and, I don't and, cut and, me off. Let me build up to it. Eric Bledsoe as well. Oh, Eric Bledsoe. Right. Talk to me. What are the Pelicans doing? So when you're coming off a win, this is before the rumors, though. This is after the rumors. The rumors started... Today, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Pelicans played the Wizards and B.I. and Zion both dropped 32, combined for 64. Um, Lonzo and uh, Bledsoe played decent minutes in the game, and J.J. Redick didn't play that often, and he only had five points. I think J.J. ran his course last year. I don't think – I think when we didn't make the playoffs, he should have been already the first person you shipped out. He deserves better as a veteran, and, you know, he's a valuable asset to have in his league, but – with us not competing like where we should be, I know he for sure that he should get traded. But Lonzo, Lonzo before the bubble was at a playing great, like probably the best basketball he's ever played. And ever since, it's kind of like he's been fighting. Everybody's been kind of talking bad about him because he hasn't been able to reach that uh that point again. However, um, I think Lonzo is not. I wouldn't call Lonzo bad. I don't consider Lonzo bad at all. I don't think he's um. And then people, a lot of people trying to blame the fit, the, the New Orleans as the problem. But I just think sometimes when it don't work, it don't work. And he's he's on a contract year. Um, we whoever gets him has bird rights because he we have bird rights. He was a top, he's the number two overall pick. I mean, sometimes a change of scenery could do you well. Like look at Markel Folks before his injury. Hope you get well as soon. By the way, but he got to Orlando and it's like his his life changed as far as on the court. So. Lonzo didn't want to, like, Lonzo got traded for a package. You know what I'm saying? Lonzo got traded for 
AD. He really didn't have much of a say. So I hope Lonzo ends up somewhere good. I don't I like the Warriors idea. I feel like JJ Reddick is a good person to plug in with that Warriors team, but some people are saying Lonzo should start and he would fit well with Curry and he wouldn't feel as much pressure to shoot, but I don't know, but I, I, I think him going to Golden State would probably be good for him mentally, uh, you know, being closer to home. And he'll probably thrive and learn a lot from Steph. And as far as Bledsoe go, Bledsoe was just a part of a deal to get rid of Drew, but I don't think – I think Bledsoe also deserves better at this point in his career. Um, so, am I, if I'm hearing you right. Go young. We should go young. I never – This is a I, rebuild. It, New Orleans Pelicans – It's not a rebuild. Right it's a realization because – if the Pelicans look at the Hawks, which is my favorite as far as building, they're doing what the, the Warriors did. You build your own team. You don't have to trade to be built. You don't have to trade to get good. You can have young dudes that level up and get better, and then old veterans will want to come play with them. Do I like the signing Gallinari and Bogdanovich? No, not personally, but I get it. Like as from a, you know, a logistical standpoint, for the Pelicans, it is. Look at the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are well. They aren't winning right now either, but they're no, young. The, the Grizzlies are the AFC right now. They're seven See, but, and they they ain't played a game in like seven in like eight days. Okay, they're dealing with the COVID bug. But look at them. Look at the Timberwolves. They're young. If you look at these teams that are up and like that are coming up, is most of them are young. So why are we trying to build? But they have veteran experience too, though. Not mean right, but why are we trying to build around Bi and Zion who haven't even been to the playoffs yet with with playoff veterans? So, so, so I'm trying to get a sense of like what the Pelicans are trying to do. If it's a I, rebuild, it's a rebuild. If we're, I, I ain't gonna lie, them being the 14th seed is a is a problem for me. That is a disappointment, right? So some people say this is a playoff team coming into the year, right? So if they are gonna blow it up now, nah, I guess now nah, will be the best time because we already pissed. So go ahead. And what are assets are like? Do you think they want to like? What do they need per se? They need more picks. You drafting all these young players, but you don't play them. It don't make sense. You draft the Kira Lewis Jr. First round pick, he's like 16th overall, 15th overall pick. He he looks decent, but you don't play him. You got Josh Hart. Josh Hart is the only person that I could say out of that Laker trade, other than BI, obviously, that's actually contributing. Lonzo contributed last year. This year, he's not looking as good, but he is coming off an injury. It's just Stan Van Gundy was a good coach to hire on paper, but I don't know if he was the right coach. Mm, I hear you. Because the offense, we're we're scoring points. But we can't stop nobody. The defense looks terrible. And yeah, Stephen Adams bringing in Stephen Adams didn't make sense to me because he's a veteran. He deserves to be somewhere too, a better team. Because you got Jackson Hayes that you just drafted last year that doesn't play that many minutes. It's just what's the point of drafting these dudes if you're not gonna let them get some burn? And they all top like the kill Alexander Walker, Jackson Hayes, and Zion was all in the same draft. They were like the top sixteen, top three of the top eleven or sixteen picks. Why are we? Not using them. Nikhil Alexander dropped a career high at 37 points when he played and started against the um, Clippers. Um, let him play. Again, 20 minutes. As you welcome, man, Slim Reaper. Jace, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Just got done working out. <laughs> Demond, I'll go to you. You have been <laughs> on, on and on it since the James Harden, since James Harden went to the Brooklyn Nets. Talk to me about the Nets. Another close, another close game in overtime with the Hawks. Talk to us, man. What have you seen from your Brooklyn Nets this season, this week, rather? I'm really, I'm really liking 
how my debts are looking. I'm not going to lie. They're starting to put it together. They're starting to understand roles. As far as the big three, um, it's very clear that Harden runs the second unit. Uh, Jeff Green is shooting the three at a very high clip this year. I don't know. He's just – and he was dunking on John Collins, Capella. I just was not expecting that. And back something that's all Right. And something that's always been good for Harden is to have that big where he can – he easily gets to the lane. That big man's going to rotate over, just throws the lob, and DeAndre Jordan's finishing. So, um, as I've been saying, I would like to see them cape Jared Allen. That's something they tried to do, but just didn't work out that way. Um, it's very clear that Steve Nash wants to keep Ky Kyrie and Katie on the floor at the same time, and they look great together when they do, so I don't blame them. A valuable piece for the Nets is Joe Harris. Even last night, late in the game, he did get fouled out as they went to overtime, but he was the primary handler on uh, Trey Young, and um, Trey Young struggled. He did because of the free throw line. Of course, Joe Harris fouling out, but they were able to win the game and keep Trey Young uh, at a minimum. So for the Nets, it's just going to continue to be about can they play defense on the perimeter? And we know they're going to be able to score, but it's going to come down to their defense and their effort and being able to stop turning over the ball. We know Harden's always done that, but something I'm noticing is he's shooting at a very efficient rate. He just needs to take care of the turnovers. Um, I would also like to see them get a big piece, whether that be JaVale, and they, he's come up in uh, trade rumors. I even saw a report about uh, Andre Drummond buyout and the Nets being the first name on his name. If that happens, then they are contenders for sure. So uh, that just seems a little bit too far-fetched for me, though. Andre Drummond is not somebody you expect to be a buyout candidate. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But as they are now, I still like them to come out the East. Um, it's just not looking good for a Lakers series. Heard you. You let Drummond walk off a buyout, that would be crazy. Like Crazy. He too, hey, Jay. He's too valuable to just let walk like that. He leads the league in rebounds. Like, right. You be, you be keeping up with your Lakers, Jace? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what happened last night when they played the Sixers, boy? What happened? Hey, man, it's basketball. He ain't watch. AD hit watch. a big shot. <laughs> AD hits a big shot. And uh, Spice Harris is a bigger shot, bro. It's, uh, basketball, bro. Great analysis. Appreciate that. I felt that. Show was missing that for real. Before we, before we, 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 I'll let you guys have your other takeaways. I just want to just go around around the NBA real quick. Jazz a couple questions about a lot of a couple teams. And I start with the Utah Jazz. They're fourteen and four. They won ten straight games. They're the number one seed in the Western Conference Finals. Why don't we give this team respect? I don't know. Yes, BCT. I don't know. You the Utah Jazz. You said Mr. Average? Jays, negativity. Not the time. Not the time. <laughs> Man, Rudy Gobert dropped 29 and 20 last night. Nobody wants to talk about it. So I will. Tell him do it. Tell him do it every night. I mean, who, who's dropping 30 and 20 every night? Saying he's, he was crying. He, you see how much money he made, bro? I'm with Shaq on that, bro. Shaq could call him out. I can't call him out. I ain't, I ain't SHI. Well, now that we got to that, my boy KD says, stop listening to them idiots. I agree. <laughs> he was not idiot. talking about Shaq. He wasn't talking about Shaq. <laughs> he wasn't talking about Shaq. Shaq. You talking about Charles Barkley. He wasn't talking about Shaq. He know he talking about Shaq. Shaq, about Shaq. Shaq is a top 10 player, Shaq Shaq is a top yeah. player all the time, bro. If, if I'm going to let anybody criticize me, I want it to be Shaq. 
But I think I think it was like a bigger issue. (laughs) And Shaq was trying to make it. Shaq was trying to let it be known, like play up to your contract, bro. Be more than just defensive. Like you can, you're you. But the way he, but the way he went about it is wrong. He's like, 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 always act like that, though. It's, it's, he been doing that. Bro. He low-key treating him like JaVale, but, like, on a higher level. He, yeah, he's treating him like JaVale, but, and then him and JaVale cool now because it's, like, it wasn't yeah. personal. It's nah, not it was personal. personal. It's my like, Donovan Mitchell didn't personal. take it personal. We're all t- you can't, top. You can't tell me it's not personal with Dwight. Oh, he just don't like Dwight because Dwight took his Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking about you Superman, and I was Superman, Shaq Diesel. When I was in the league, and you on the Magic that I used to play. And it just kind of feel like Shaq. I I know Shaq's job is to cover the NBA with TNT, but he be, come on, you you gotta call a spade a spade, cutting Jays. He be kind of hated. I know it's it's Shaq, so people not gonna call him out on it. But the way like it's it's like with the like similar to music when the old heads are talking down on young people, they don't like that. And I know you you seasoning the game, you can always tell me. Such and such, but I don't have to listen to you. I could dead ass ignore what, like what you're saying. You don't have to. You're coming back, coming at me about it. I mean, bro, but listen, but look, with the music, nah, that's kind of getting off topic. But the music, thing, it'd be really the old heads that not that weren't even good when they were old. I mean, when they were in, like it'd be the old heads that not good. Like Jay, 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 see, he said, please don't. What he said, please don't die yeah. over your neighborhood that your mama written. Some people ain't like that. Somebody, somebody like that's Jay, facts, though. Like he not. It's not like he lying. But shut up. Jay Z can make comments on, on stuff because he's yeah, like he can make so, that so, comment, bro. Like he came up from the bottom. The way, I'm just saying it's the he's way. Also, he's also he's also he also the ultimate uh cosign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When Jay Z yeah. drops his little playlist and you on that playlist, it's it's just uh it's just it was you know a you know Jay Z blew up more. I can just what? be honest with you. You know who got Jay Z cosigns and from it they blew up more. Meg. Uzi. There, you're missing the point. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm with you. Certain people, think about it, bro. Top, like, top ten people are the people you want to cosign. So if they talking about you, they want that cosigning because he has he, the cosign. All he, he does oh, the bus. Shaq cosigns a lot of players. Who? Who? He didn't even know who Christian Wood Wood was. Oh, I'm just starting to get on your game, young fella. <laughs> Nobody knew who Christian Wood was. After after name he, name he, three he, teams Christian Wood played for before the before the Rockets. I know he played for the 76ers. I'm just saying this year. 76ers, Pistons, and he played with the Pelicans. We had him first. He was a rookie with us. I'm just saying this year, after Christian Wood was scoring 20 points, eight rebounds, Shaq is like, oh, yeah, young fella. I mean, you still got a long way to go. And he does. But, like, Shaq didn't give him no credit. And then Donovan. Oh, so we, so we going to disregard what he said about Donovan? Donovan's bro, tough, bro. he said that for a reason. So he, like, he literally, he literally said it. Don- he said He said to Donovan, he said, Bro, I'm I'm saying this because I expect best out of you. I can see, I can see what you can be. I can see that you and can. Then, be, and then what Donovan say? All right, go. No, no, that's not what he said. I right. didn't watch it live. You didn't watch it live. He said I hate right, to when Shaq said, "What if I told you that I don't think you could do it? I don't think you could take it to another level. I don't think you could do it." He was like, "All right." He was like, "Yeah, I'm just saying that to let you know, though. I th- exactly. I, I want you, I want to see you." He liked the response. He liked the response. And he was like, "Oh, he didn't." But that's the point. Donovan was like, "I right. like I don't care." I mean, my bad. He's like, "I right. I don't care." But the point of it was to get him motivated. He was like, "I'm saying that to motivate you." And then Donovan was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." 
But it's not, bro. You can't. It's commentary. That, I don't know about the real. Why was that something he came on flacking when Paul Pierce be hating on there all the time? Yeah. It's, it's, people, people don't like Paul Pierce though. Paul Pierce ain't on LeBron. LeBron all you be talking about Chris Webber, Paul. I mean, it's their job though. But I think Shaq is like low key one of the people. If he told me I expect more out of you, I'd be like, I'm gonna do that. But what if he said it while talking down on you, like? He's a bum. He doesn't. He doesn't shoot from the mid range. He uh, ten to twelve. I need more. What are you doing? Shaq couldn't I even do that. Shoot from the mid range. That's how you get him. You be like Shaq couldn't even shoot from the mid range. If it's that Very common, true. I think he just expects big men to actually be big men, and he knows that the game's changing. So when he see big men are more susceptible to shooting threes and shooting mid range, it's not as he not gonna gas it or talk about it as much as he would. Um, you know, a big man is dominated. Yeah, I ain't never heard him say nothing bad about Andre Drummond. They never in the postseason. You stop right now. You gotta be in the postseason to talk about them. <laughs> yes, you do. He ain't covering. Uh, they're not covering Jeremy Grant and and, Detro- and uh Detroit and. Okay, but is Andre Drummond is Andre, Andre Drummond still not like one of. Like, he's I a, haven't heard Shaq say nothing about Carl Anthony Town and Carl and, and Cat is uh, one of the best bigs in, in basketball. So winning matters. Yeah, winning true. matters. That's true. Hey, right, hey, hey, we got our topic. Utah Jazz. Why don't we respect this team? Because <laughs> Shaq don't like, give them credit. Like, no. Shaq said they the biggest star don't got it in them all the way. And I see it. But what what do you like talk to us, Jason? What do you mean he don't have it all the way? Like, like how didn't he show you had it? He went crazy in the in the bubble game seven. He beat the Thunder uh in his first playoff series and went to advance the second round. It's not. It's not his play. I run into LeBron or the Warriors or the Rockets. Nuggets, Jace, but huh? you were so in love with the Nuggets, if I'm correct. But he took them to seven games. He did, but didn't they go farther? What don't you like? What don't you like about the Jazz? Jace, talk to us, brother. Jazz, I it's just I don't know, bro. The Jazz, I feel like they put that team together the wrong way. Huh? My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. I feel like they put that team together the wrong way. I feel like that team can't go. To the finals, I don't feel. I feel like that team can't go. Like, I don't know. I just feel like they can't go. Let's that let's, to the, let's, to let's, the, let's 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 lessen our expectations of the finals because we know LeBron's in the West. Let's say conference. And that the ultimate goal. I I, I, yeah, I understand that, but no one's gonna argue with you that this team's a finals team because we all think the Lakers are coming out. But let's say conference finals. Do you right. think they can make it to the conference finals? No. And, t- and t- why not? Like why? <laughs> like why not? Got the Lakers and the Nuggets, bro. The Nuggets aren't in the playoff race right now, so. You said what? The Nuggets aren't in the playoff race right now. The nah, they're right that's, now. A, that's another thing. That's another thing. Y'all are talking about right now. We still have like 72 more games to go. There's so 72 games in the season, bro. Huh? There's 82 games in the season. No, they, didn't, they made it 72, bro. <laughs> All right. So we got 52 more games. My fault. <laughs> Jay, so why don't you respect the Jazz? <laughs> I just told you. I just, I just don't feel like they can go. The, the, jazz, the Jazz deserve respect, and Donovan Mitchell deserves credit. Gobert they deserve, deserve it, yes, credit. but they're not going to go nowhere. No, no, no. But y'all know that. Not going nowhere, if not going nowhere means losing to the Lakers, I think that's okay. But they lost that's to the okay. Nuggets, right? So, too. But they, they, really, they really shouldn't have. They really should have. It was beat up three one on the Nuggets. <laughs> they should have beat them. It's a, it's a learning, bro. And they took that personal. It's a learning experience. I think the Jazz could be a good 
a good playoff team. I don't just I'm, I don't think they could beat the Lakers, but I think they could be a good playoff team. Do you think they can make the conference finals, Cut Carter? Yes. Well, it depends on where they fall at, but yes, they can make the conference finals. The Jazz are good enough. The, the Blazers just did it. I think the Jazz team is more put together than that Blazers team was last year. Mm. So yes. Mm. Got you. Uh and they also have veterans. They that that's when you get veterans. See, that's when you get veterans. When you got your star established and you got your second star established, then you bring in veterans like Mike Conley and and uh got his name. Bogdanovich and and all those boys. And they got Joe Ingles, who's a veteran now, because he's been on that team for a long time. That's when you bring in a veteran experience to get you over the hump. Got you. Last but not least, my other team is the Philadelphia 76ers. I lie. I lie so hard. My bad. <laughs> the Washington Wizards are my last team. They're 3-11. and Bradley Bill is putting up stellar numbers, but these are in blowout victories. Um, I said in the chat, I think Scott Brooks will be fired soon. I hate to say it. This team is, and I like to note, this team is losing with and without Westbrook. So I think it's bigger than a like a central Westbrook issue. Um, I think I don't think they'll Bradley Bill will request a trade yet. I think he he's going to keep balling, but if he doesn't, I think if he misses All Star game again, as well as the playoffs, and they're like a top five team in the NFL in the, in the NBA draft, I do think. Next offseason, we will hear rumors of Bradley Beal wanting out. So, how what, what do you guys think was going on with the Wizards? How can they resolve these issues? Anybody, anybody, anybody? You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. You horrible. Fire sale. Let's get rid of Westbrook and Bradley Beal and start over. Let's do it. <laughs> That's what we want to see. We want to see Bradley Beal in a better situation. The league wants to see Russell Westbrook in a better situation, so let's do it, you know? Um, I'd like to see Westbrook on a potential third contender and, you know, this man here. I would like to see, I, I would like to see Westbrook, you know, maybe on a... Mm, I mean, me personally, I don't What about Bill? Westbrook. Stop. Stop. What about Bill? I know where you're going. Just talk to Bill for me, but... Uh, I would love to see Bradley Beal in Golden State. I mean, you had another shooter, and we talked about that in the pack chat today. Um, if I'm Golden State, I'm not giving up Draymond because he's our, he's our identity. He is what we bring to the table. But I'm giving up Wiseman, I'm giving up Wiggins, I'm giving up how many ever picks I need to, calling whatever team I need to to. Hey man, can you get involved in this trade for us so we can get Bradley Beal? I'm doing that. But Curry, Clay, and Draymond are untouchable to me unless I'm acquiring AD, not happening, LeBron, not happening, Kyrie, da 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 So, I'm keeping my big three, and I'm trying to get Bradley Beal. I would like to see Bradley Beal in Golden State. Jace, where would you like to see Bradley Beal if they were to move him this season or next offseason? Uh, I would say the same thing as DeMar with the Golden State thing, but Wiseman is not untouchable for me, honestly. Wiggins? They can they can take him. They can go ahead and take him. Uh, they can do a little package deal with Wiggins and Kelly Oubre if they want to. They're gonna need uh, a little bit more than that for Bill. No, no, no. And then some more picks and stuff like that. You know, add on that. Type no, of I think they like player another player. <laughs> uh, right. Wiseman, it's be Draymond or Wiseman. Wiseman I mean, if if Dr Curry, Clay, 
it, it them t- Draymond and Wiseman, bro. Like Wiseman has so much upside. That's why I wouldn't get rid of him. But I will understand that they do get rid of him and try to get Bradley because like that's a big piece. That's a big piece that you can do. Um, you can move in. Who is their best? I don't know. Do they have another big man that's seven foot? No worries. Come on. Yeah, yeah. He, nah. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I would keep that big. I don't know. They 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 have the pieces to, to get Bradley Bill. I'm pretty sure they would they would consider it, but I don't think you know they get rid of Wiseman, get Bradley. I don't think it's a lose situation, but at the same time, I feel like Wiseman, he would be on he'll be on the Wizards, or if, unless they do like a little um three-way trade or anything like that. Wiseman on the Wizards. That'll be his team, or it'll end up being his team. So, hey, see another, see another AD situation. Yuck. Ew. Uh, Jace, any other NBA takeaways that you noticed this past week? Um, LeBron still, yeah, he still got it, bro. LeBron still, <laughs> he, he still got it right now. Y'all seen 2020, he has 20 points, five for five at halftime. I don't know what the score is right now, but hey, he still got it. That's all I got to say. Like you gotta say, I heard you. Heard you. Um, Demond, uh, NBA takeaways this past week. I already spoke on my nets. Um, I'm very impressed with what I've seen over the 76ers last year and years prior. You would not have seen them prepare for a uh, Wednesday night game against the Los Angeles Lakers, a number one seed in basketball. They would just seem ill, um, ill prepared and albeit this game was at home is this Philly team has had success at home over the past couple of years and on the road is where they need to improve. But coming into last night's game, LeBron and them were undefeated on the road, 10 and 0, I believe. So um, just for Embiid and his MVP case and the way they came out and played and Tobias Harris for, in my opinion, how bad he played in the playoffs last year against the Celtics, just to see him be that closer and play that role for them is very vital and something they're going to need down the stretch um, and I believe Doc Rivers has done what he's needed to do in getting the best out of every player on this roster, including the superstar we all believe Joel Embiid to be. So I'm looking forward to seeing Philly continue to grow, and I believe they are the Nets. Um, I would say the Bucks are the Nets' biggest um, roadblock to making the finals, but the 76ers with Embiid could definitely give them trouble inside. So uh, watch out for Philly. Urgent. Uh, Carter, are you are you talking to us today, or we can move on? Yes, man. I I, I can talk. I'm here. I was listening. NBA takeaways. Takeaways. Boom. Let's get right into it. Nets still need to learn how to play defense. They let the Hawks put up a lot of points on them last night. Um, but that's really the only knock on them. The offense is there, like everybody expected it to be. Lakers. Lakers going Laker. Laker. Them losing regular season games don't really mean much because they good for that. Um. Clippers are surprising still, but I I don't know if that's the coaching change that's making them surprising. They should have been this good last year, to be honest. Um, hmm. Pelicans, disappointed, like I said earlier. I always got to talk about them, give us a little shine, but disappointed is just the one word I could use to describe them. Proud, though, I can use that word to describe B.I. and Zion. They're holding their own. They're holding their own, and they both averaging 20-something plus. Um, who else I was thinking about? Uh, Rockets. Rockets don't seem that bad with Depot and uh, 
uh, John Wall and Boogie starting because Christian Wood was out. They don't seem that bad. P.J. Tucker is getting the short end of the stick as far as his points, but he never really cared to score. It was the yep, goal. Rockets you know? are seven and nine on a three-game winning streak. Yeah. Um, that's, I guess I can leave the West alone right now. In the East, somebody's hurt. I forgot who it was. Is it Lowry or is it? Lowry. I don't know. Norman Powell been starting. Bucket getter. He's been getting buckets. Norman Powell as a starter been getting buckets for the uh, Raptors. Um, Jason Tatum back. Celtics gonna start getting into their groove. Um, 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 um. OG. Top five, no debating. OG. Top five, top five, top and five. And then the um Hawks. Capella's coming on strong. Better than I thought. Way better than I thought. I didn't think he really was worth it last year, but because he didn't play, but he's looking promising. And Wizards, I am a part of the now free Bradley Bill campaign, but I don't think it's Russ Fowler either, so I think they should free him too, if, if possible. Got you. <laughs> Got you. Before we move on and go into music, uh, I have two things to say to note. Number one, NBA All-Star voting is now open. I'll just like to give you guys a friendly reminder that fans account for 50% of the starter votes, players count as 25% of the vote, and the media counts as 25% the vote for all-star starters and for reserves that is 100% voted on by the coaches just getting that out there we know the snubs are coming we know you're gonna be mad that this player was scored 28 29 points per game didn't make it over somebody who scored 21 points per game we know we get it it's the system it may be flawed yes but it's the system and lastly before we move on to music I think I said this last year um, why it was live when me and Brandon, Lil B, did a podcast that said, Is this DeMontes Simonis an NBA star? I think, I, and I said it at the time, I think he is, because at the time he was top three in double doubles. But seeing what he's doing post injury after he missed the bubble 20 points per game, 20.3 rebounds, and 5.8 assists. I mean, I know, I know Indiana's not a big market. But it's, that's a star, in my opinion, the way he's been balling since being traded to Indiana. It's his team, in my opinion. I know I know. a couple weeks ago y'all said it was Brogdon's team, but because he leads the league and the team in points, I believe. But Sabonis is a hooper, and he's an NBA star, and he will make the all-star game. So be on, be on the lookout for that. I ain't trying to hear no Sabonis slander in the next couple of weeks. Wait, how many rebounds did you say? 20, I mean 12.3. Okay, you said 20 at first. Yeah, my bad. 20 points, 12.3 rebounds, and 5.8 assists. Walking <laughs> double-double, and he'd be, he be getting triple-doubles games too. So, proud of his growth and development. And that's OKC alum, so I got to shout him out. I knew it. I knew that was the only reason you were losing that. Did you what? Knew that was the only reason you were losing that. Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, music cut Carter Jace. So we're doing a top five J. Cole for his birthday today. Just putting that out there for you right now, brother. Cut Carter for sure. Dirk and it put Jot Knight, even though I heard them leaks. Um, oh. a whole lot of leaks. We haven't heard the leaks. Stop searching. I, I sent them to you. I didn't have, I whoa. I don't have to search for anything. I, I never search for leaks. I get them sent to me. I'm plugged in. Bro, stop having folks send them to you. That's, that's, like, that's such a spoiler. It ain't a spoiler for me because I'm still play the album. <laughs> and I, I got a whole list of leaks with like a bunch of artists in there, but I only listen to the Drake leaks and the uh, Dirt leaks. I ain't listen to nobody else. 
Leave me, leave me alone with this shit. Don't send it to me. Okay, I won't send it to you. You're not on my list anyway. You'd have had them by now. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not, nigga. <laughs> uh... The new uh new music tonight, we getting that new Dirk Deluxe of um the voice. The voice. Um, we're also getting Party Next Door Colors. If you ever heard it, have never heard it, it's a project. He dropped two of them, but he's putting them all together and he's gonna drop them on all platforms tonight. We're getting uh, a Mad Lib Sound and Sister project, and we're getting Rich the Kid, Lucky Seven, maybe. It's a question mark. Um, singles. We're getting Young Thug and YSL GFU. I don't know what it stands for. I think it stands for Get Effed Up, but I'm not sure. Um, Brent Fire is featuring Tyler the Creator. SFS. I think this might be a banger because Brent been on fire and a Tyler feature might put you know might might be a vibe. Um, 2K baby, two Kizzy flow, famous Dex to be announced, and Westside Boogie to be announced. Westside Boogie dropped one of my favorite projects two years ago or three years ago. Um, Lil Mosey, Holy Water out now, and Roddy Rebel and Lil Uzi Vert to be announced. Those are the big ones um, that I we know about right now. Meek Mill just previewed a song with Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. If he drops that, everybody gonna be bumping that for the next couple weeks. Um, and mm-hmm, let me see. Lil Baby's opening a restaurant in Atlanta. Hmm, didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, that's all I have, I guess, on the music front. And but on the entertainment front, I would like to say rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. Definitely wanna you know acknowledge her before this podcast ends. Um yeah, sad news, but you know, at 96 life well lived for sure. And for top five, we have top five J. Cole songs. Whenever everybody's ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, all right, all right. Top five, no debating. Top five, top five, top five. J. Cole songs, because it is his birthday. Happy birthday, uh, Jermaine. Jermaine Cole. Like, Jermaine, Jermaine Cole, like J. Cole. Yeah, yeah, it's his birthday. Top five, J. Cole. Demond, take it away. All right, my honorable mention will be today's date, January 28th, title track um, off 2014 Forest Hills Drive, J. Cole's birthday, of course. Um, My number five will be A Lot, the intro track for 21 Savage, I Am Better Than I Was. Number four, Jodeci Freestyle, y'all know about that Drake and J. Cole, need need some more of that. Previously released, now on Care Package on, on all streaming platforms. Go check that out if you don't know the song. My number three is um, Kevin's Heart off KOD, just a bop. Uh, number four, I mean number two, excuse me, For Your Eyes Only, the title track off the album For Your Eyes Only. The outro uh, song is, I believe, six minutes long? Eight minutes long. Yeah, I really, I really like it. One of my favorite outros. And number one. Of Born Center, Land of the Snakes. This is I used to roll down Lewis Street with oh, Mr. Girl from the past, like damn cold, wishing that you would be rich. What was your number five? My number five was a lot. Oh, a lot. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jace, you ready? 
I can't hear him. He said, no, heard you. All right, I'll go. Honorable mention is She's Mine, part one from For Your Eyes Only. Number five, workout. <laughs> number four, January 28th, his birthday. Uh, number three, no role models. Number two, she knows. And number one, Fire Squad from 2014, Forest Hills Drive. That was my favorite album in 2014. So, so it's only right that most of my songs are from that album. You're up, Jace. All right. Um. So my I don't got any honorable mentions because I really have time to. But un, um, my number five is Under the Sun with uh the baby, and I think uh JID. Um, number four, January twenty eighth, his birthday. It's a good song. Number three, Wet Dreams. That's my favorite song off of Four Four Drive. Um. Uh, Number two is Dead Presidents 2. And then number one is Villamatic. Yes, sir. The, the All right. I have uh, three honorable mentions. Uh, Kenny Lofton featuring Young Jeezy, um, Middle Child, and I also have Crunch Time off of uh, Truly Yours 1. Kenny Lofton's off Truly Yours 2. My number five is this song called Get Free Cold World, which is like a single release. It's like not on anything but SoundCloud, I think. Um, it's like Never Be Free. It's a it's a sample on there. I like that song a lot. I think he made the beat too. Number four, I have uh, Is She Gonna Pop off of uh, Born Center Deluxe. Number three, I have Stay 2009 off of Truly Yours. Number two, I have Love Yours off of 2014 Forest Hills Drive. And my number one, like my favorite cold song probably ever. I really forgot that I, I, I was looking through and I saw this song and I was like, dang, this is my, I used to play like on repeat every day. Uh, Rich in this by uh J. Cole off of Born Center, which is my favorite J. Cole album, Born Center, and my second is uh, 2014. I ain't gonna lie, I'm kind of gonna drop January 28th from my top five, and I'm gonna put <laughs> Blow Up in there uh, for Friday Night Lights. That's one of my favorite J. Cole songs, so I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and slide. J. Cole got some bangers, dog. Yeah, but that Rich, I hate Rich. That, yeah. Because I ain't never had a lot of what, Who you had to get? Who you had to get? Was crazy, to but Born Center. I, I, think, I think Born Center is definitely Cole's best album, in my opinion. Yeah, that's my Born favorite. Born Center Thank you with Pouting three times, if I'm correct. Born Center my favorite in 2014, but then that truly, I don't, I don't be mentioning truly yours like I should, because I like truly yours, one and two, I know like all of them songs, like all of them. That's what we, need album, really we need a new flow album, man. People really be people trying to make it seem like I don't like J. Cole. I just didn't what like you don't. You, you just no, you I didn't, didn't like KOD. Derek didn't like KOD was uh below average. I didn't like KOD or uh for your eyes only, but that's just me. But then he, again, boy, middle child made my honorable mention because when he dropped middle child, boy, I was like, my boy, and then his verse on the London, is he uh no, I just think when I want. I just got a certain J. Cole vibe I rock. And he did did produce Thug album, did produce so much fun, or co-produced. Co he was on tour with him, so I guess he just was telling him what songs to put on there, and so much fun Lucky as a band. JB not on here. You, uh, you ain't want to start arguing about the Bucks, J. Cole, Westbrook. <laughs> we like to argue. Y'all argue like a married couple. My dad used to tell us that too. I was so confused when KLD first came out. I'm like, who the hell is Kill Edward? But then, uh, I'm like, I don't cold. Like, what's going on? Oh, wait, before we end it, Trey and EJ's in game. 
Thank God. Kim. Kim does it again. Is there, is there any news breaking? Is there anything I can't get done with a little pressure? <laughs> Start threatening people. Jace, come take the Eagles, but you can't quit. You quit, we not friends. No, Jace, no, I'll ban him. Sorry. Jace, no, <laughs> no, never mind. You being, bru- you being bruised the division, though. You don't want to do that. Bro, I had I had the Giants. I have the Giants now. No excuses. Really? You don't want you don't want being bruised. Bro, you are gonna come in here and quit. I'm not doing this with you again. But I'm gonna have to actually practice. <laughs> like, cause Jalen uh, Elite. Huh? Jalen Elite. JB? Yeah. I might gotta come join. Bro, no, bro. You gotta you gotta threaten. Everybody Look, look, If I join, right? And I'll quit out. I never gonna play with y'all again. Bro, right, you, never, you said that last time. I'm not doing this with bro, you. Bro, I had the Giants. I have the Giants. Bro, Bruiser, we know you're better than me, bro. We know you are, okay? <laughs> we know you're better than me, all right? You're better than a lot of people. You had cover three beaters and everything. I didn't know how to cover. <laughs> I had deep blues back there still covering the All right, uh, that a podcast. Right. Uh, That's a podcast. And this <laughs> This will conclude episode 89 of the Pack Life Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. We're available between Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. Follow us at Pack Life Pod or Pack Life Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, beside me is my brother, Mr. Carter. Cutthroat. Diagonally is my cousin, Rest Mr. DeMar. Oh, my bad. Rest in peace, Sister Tyson, one more time, and happy birthday, J. Cole. I want to do that. Diagonally is my cousin, Mr. DeMar. Thank you for having me, as always. 90th episode next week, man. Oh, yeah, we there. We there. 90. Uh, and last but not least, we have Mr. Potty Mouth himself, Mr. J.C. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> Never too much. Never too much. Um, sorry, uh, this is our shortest episode in a minute, so shout out to us. Four people. We kept it condensed, kept it nice for you guys. Very packaged well. Yeah, and time I'm- of the year with no more football, man. Yep, this I be with no football. And I'm your host, Bruiser Carter. Thank you for tuning in and rocking with us. Episode 89. Two-year anniversary was yesterday. We're still going strong, trying to eat more, you feel me? Trying to get full, you feel me? And we out here, though. We are... New Pack Life.